Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. I'm Tom Short and I'm so glad to have you along as we get into the Word of God every day and pray over the Word. So I hope that you do subscribe and follow along. Hit the notify button, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and I always enjoy reading your comments. So if you leave some, I'd appreciate that as well. We've been going through a series on the commands of Christ, and it's been so enjoyable to go through the Sermon on the Mount and so challenging to go through the Sermon on the Mount. And today there's a verse that I think is perhaps the most misunderstood command Jesus ever gave. Let's get right into it here in in, uh, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 1. Do not judge so you'll not be judged. For in the way you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye and do not notice the log that's in your own eye? Or why do you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye and behold, the log is in your own eye, you hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye and then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. I, I say that, you know, I believe this is one of the most misunderstood verses. So let's talk about first, what does this verse not mean? This verse does not mean that we should abandon or fail to stand up for God's moral standards. The Bible, God has given us moral standards and our failure, our failure to stand up for them, to defend them, to be verbal about them has led to a tremendous moral decline in our culture today. Let's be honest about it. As we've said before, all that's necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And in our culture today, there's very little shame for violating what God says is wrong. Very little shame for, say, taking God's name in vain. Whoever speaks against that, whoever would judge that. Very little shame for, for sexual immorality or something of this nature. Who judges that anymore? And because of our silence on it, because we don't agree, well, we don't stand with God's moral standards and don't defend them and don't agree with them publicly, and we remain silent about them, um, we see that they're just kind of like going hog wild in our world today. I've heard this verse on campus so many times, and I kind of humorously say I've never met a sinner who doesn't know Matthew 7, 1, do not judge. Years ago, I first saw this, or it really so clear to me, when I was first preaching at the University of Maryland, I remember a day, and I'm not going to exaggerate when I tell you this. I'm going to, I'm going to, this will not be an exaggeration. You know, the students were saying, you judge us, you judge us, you judge us. And I say, no, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I'm telling you what God says. No, you're judging, you're judging, you know, these accusations of judging. All I was doing was saying what the Bible says. And they couldn't see it. So I said, well, let me try a little experiment here. And I, I said, I'm just going to make some comments and see, see what you think about them. I said, okay. And I say, uh, murder is wrong. It's wrong to murder. Crickets. They all kind of nodded in agreement. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, no problem. It's wrong to be a racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, no, pretty quiet. You know, It's wrong to have sex before you're married. See, there you go. You're judging us all the time. <laughs> I'm serious. That's how it happened. What, was it, what were they saying? They didn't mind me saying the teaching that there are things that are right and wrong. They didn't mind me making statements of moral 
rightness and moral wrongness. What they minded is when one of those statements related to them. And what they and and it was God's statement, it wasn't mine. What they minded was when God's judgments, God's standards related to them. And rather than repent, rather than say, boy, you're right and I've been wrong, they hardened their heart, stood their ground, defended themselves. So this idea that we, we refuse to stand with God, you see, if we don't agree with what God says, we're making a judgment that the Bible's wrong. If the Bible says something is wrong and we take a non-committal, neutral position on it, we're basically, maybe sometimes to not offend someone, we're saying we believe that we don't agree with the Bible. We need to, this verse is not telling us that we make no moral judgments in agreement with the word of God. In John 7 verse 24, Jesus said, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. What's righteous judgment? It's when we agree with the scripture. It's ones that don't come from our just opinion, but it's when we agree with what the scripture says. And we must do that. And our culture, as we we degrade more and more and more, we must stand with what the Bible says. Well, second thing is, who is this scripture addressed to? That's an important thing to understand as well. This scripture is addressed to people who've got a log in their eye. They've got their own problem. They're a hypocrite. They're probably, you know, a log and a speck are made, both made of wood. And in this case, Jesus is probably speaking to the Pharisees and saying, you've got your own problems, but you, rather than deal with your problems, you'd rather condemn someone else. You'd rather find fault with someone else. We, this is one thing we must be careful of because this is human nature. Instead of dealing with my problems, to turn around and point the finger at somebody else. And so what does Jesus say? You know, there are several commands in this section. He says, don't judge. But he's addressing this to hypocrites, is he not? And so what does he say if you're a hypocrite? He says this, take the log out of your eye. That's a commandment. Do you realize that? I run into Christians all, I run into Christians all the time who tell me, well, I can't, I can't judge because you know, I got a log in my own eye. Well, if you got a log in your eye, take it out. We, you know, it, it's a, Jesus does not give you the permission to say, I've got a log in my eye and I'm going to keep it there. No. Jesus says, take that log out of your eye. We think it sounds proud to imply that we would. But this is part of the Christian life, my friends. Repentance. Acknowledge, uh, uh, having the self-awareness to see ourselves the way God sees us, and then the, the power, the conviction from God to be obedient. Take the log out of your eye. You have no, you, you know, take it out. God, and go to God in prayer. God, if I have a log in my eye, if there's something I'm not seeing that's obstructing my vision so that I'm judging in a way that I, it's not right because there's a log in my eye. Father, expose that to me. Show that to me. Reveal that to me. And then by the grace of God, I humble myself and I say, let's take the log out of my own eye. You have that self-awareness. Maybe you need to hear it from others. Maybe they need to help you. But, but if you're aware there's a log in your eye, get it out. Get it out. Why? Because then the next commandment Jesus gives is this, then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. My friends, we're to be agents of help and love and grace and mercy to other people. 
We don't walk around with a, I caught you doing this and I'm going to judge you for that. We don't walk around with our own self-proclaimed or opinionated ideas. Look at the way he's dressed. Look at what he's driving. Look at, you know, look at, look at this, look at that, and judge based on outward appearance. Judge based on our opinions. But we stand firmly with the Word of God. We stand on the Word of God. We allow it first to do its work in us bringing us to humility, to repentance, humbling ourselves before God. We allow God to bring us to places of repentance and salvation. And once God has done that, you have the credibility to help other people, not to judge other people, to help other people. This is the key. We, we make moral, we, we agree with God's word so that we, in judging someone's behavior so that we can restore them, so that we can bring them to a place of life, so we can help take the speck out of their eye, not so we can put them down, put them in their place, uh, reject them, make them feel terrible, make them feel bad. It's like a doctor, is it not? This is what we're to be. We're to be like a doctor. A doctor has to make judgments. You know, we, your test came back. We discovered you have this problem. Here's how we can address it. Here's how we can help you. You say that with kindness, tenderness, and with healing in mind, not with an idea of, you lazy, lousy jerk, why did you, why did you ignore your health? Now, now look how sick you are. That's not our attitude. That shouldn't be a doctor's attitude, and that shouldn't be our attitude. We should be there with it. Therefore, the grace of God go I. I was lost too. I, I, this problem you're dealing with, boy, I had the same run. Or maybe not the same one, but we all have our weaknesses. We all have our problems. Here's how God has helped me through this. Here's how God has led me to a place of greater life and greater victory and greater joy. And I invite you to this too. Can I help you find the power of God, the life of God, the salvation of God? Can I help you with this? Not with them, I'm going to put you down, judge you, and tell you you're trash. That's not what God wants. Do not judge. Don't treat people like that. Don't treat people like that. Take the log out of your eye, and then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. You won't go with. You won't go to them trying to put them down so you feel more exalted. This is what the Pharisees were doing. In their self-righteousness, they put people down so they could exalt themselves. That's not what. That's what Jesus is speaking against. He's not speaking against recognizing someone has a problem. They're alienated from God. They're lost in sin. They're slave of sin. They're captured. They're, they're, they're on the path of destruction. They're headed, to, they're headed to judgment. He's not against recognizing that and helping a person understand that to consider their ways so that we can help lead them to repentance and life and, and forgiveness and salvation in Jesus Christ. So, in our world today, there are times we need to speak up against what's right and wrong. Let's make sure that when we're doing it, we're doing it in accordance with what God says and not just our own personal opinions, likes, or dislikes. Let's make sure that we take the log out of our own eye. We have no excuse to not. Dare I say that you have no excuse to keep walking around saying, well, I just got a log in my own eye, so I'll remain quiet. Uh-uh. Take it out. Be humble. Don't be self-righteous and proud. Look at me. I took the log out of me. No, but, but do some self-examination before you help others first, right? 
But do this self-examination. Don't put it off. Don't, don't assume you're going to live the rest of your life with a log in your eye and therefore you can't ever help someone else. And when you do come to God, you do come to Christ, you do find his salvation, you do find his victory, you do find him changing your life, have the mercy, the compassion, the kindness, the courage, bravery to reach out and help others understand why they need him as well and, and reach out in kindness, mercy, so that they'll allow you to help them, to realize you're coming as their friend, not their, their judge. You're coming like the doctor trying to help them. Even if it's painful, this is for your good. You're doing it out of love, and you want them to sense that. All right? So we want to pray about this today. This is real spirituality, my folks. It's a real tendency of religious people, dare I say, to judge others. There can be a tendency of us Christians to judge others. We are perceived because we, we are the, in many ways, we are the last ones standing against the sexual revolution, the sexual anarchy in our culture today. We're the last ones standing against just whatever you want to do, the, the, the idol of hedonism, do whatever you want. We're like the last ones standing against it, the church, most churches at least, hopefully, and, and true Christians. And so we're perceived as hateful and judgmental. We can't back down from agreeing with what God says, but God must give us the grace to say it in, in true compassion, true compassion, true realization that these people who are lost, they're slaves of sin. They're held captive by the enemy. They are not our enemy. They are not our enemy. We do spiritual warfare against the evil one, and our goal and desire is to try and help spring the captives free. Amen. We'll want to pray about this. Can I also add, uh, yesterday I talked with my good friend in India, and we, they, they are often on this call. They've not been on much in the last month due to sickness and illness. And uh, TSCM, our ministry, we have a student outreach in India, and our worker there who we, uh, who's with us and we support and on staff with TSCM He's just saying he's very afraid right now because the coronavirus has come back with a vengeance in their city, Hyderabad. It's a big city, millions of people, and lots of people are sick and dying. And he said a lot of pastors that he knows and that have come to the conferences when I've spoken there, that there are pastors who've died in churches that are really now without leadership. And, um, and most of these churches are poor and they don't have like, a lot of people are just struggling to survive. So we do want to pray for the people of India and the Christians there and for their, their uh, as they're fighting against the coronavirus as we are here. So let's pray for about these things today. Father in heaven, we bless you today. Jesus, we want to thank you that you are such an incredibly wise teacher. Do not judge. Lord, we confess to you the tendency when we follow you and you make our, right, our life right, and you start putting us together, and you deliver us from sins that once held us captive, and we start walking in the ways of God, and we start doing things the way we were intended and created to. Lord, we confess it's easy to become proud. It's easy to become self-righteous. Might we never, ever, ever, ever fall into that trap. Help us, Lord, to always remember that any good thing in us is by the grace of God, that we are what we are by the grace of God. We have what we have by the 
goodness of God. We do what we do because we can do all things through Christ, but apart from you, we can do nothing. So, Father, I pray that you would continue to build each of us into mature, godly men and women, but there would be such humility that we realize it's the grace of God, it's not me. And that that humility, Lord, would cause us to adequately self-reflect, adequately see logs in our own eyes and take them out. I pray, Father, help us to be ruthless with sin in our own lives. Help us not to be accommodating of it. Help us not to, to just think that I'll always be this way and it's okay. I pray, Father, help us when we, when we see logs in our own eyes, our own problems, our own sins, that we would bring them to you and we'd not tolerate them. We'd hate evil in our own life and we'd see it rooted out by the grace of God. And then, Father, I, I ask that you'd give us a heart of compassion towards people who are lost and condemned on the path of sin. It's so easy, Lord, to just, we see, we see why they're that way. We see their troubles, and we realize, Lord, it's because they're not following you. It's because they're self-righteousness, they're pride. We see that their troubles they've brought upon themselves. It's, it's easy to judge them, Father. I pray we wouldn't. I pray we'd have that heart of compassion to show them a way out. We'd have a heart that can go and identify with them and, and come, come by their side and that they would trust us and they would see in us someone who cares and they would open up their heart and they'd receive, they would receive us taking the speck out of their eye. They would receive from us as we bring them Christ. They'd receive from us as we talk about your ways. Oh, Father, we pray for this. We need a great movement of God. We need our country, Lord. Our, <clears throat> we've, we've become so lost. There's so many lost people. So many people who know nothing about you, and their heart is hard, and their, and their life is a mess. Help us, Father. Help us, Father, to come by their side and be able to help them, that they would trust us. They'd open up their heart, and they'd hear how we lead them and point them to you. We pray for great salvation. Lord, make all of us effective evangelists. Make all of us effective in sharing our faith. Make all of us effective in loving other people. Make all of us effective in helping uh, and providing help and compassion and, and, a, and, and uh, a positive way. Help all of us, Lord, to be examples and help all of us to be humble enough that people want to follow and learn and receive from us. We pray for this, Father. We pray for our culture as, as more and more of this verse, do not judge, has been used to, to just abandon any moral judgments whatsoever, any moral standards from the Scripture. And Lord, I, I know many Christians have been, this has been used to, to cause them, it's to, to make them, uh, to neuter them, to, to make them, to take away their power. The, the, Lord, it's your word that brings conviction. It's your word. When we sin, Lord, it's, it's hearing what you say that causes us to realize, I've sinned and I need, I need to repent. I need salvation. I need forgiveness. Lord, I grew up. I grew up. It wasn't until I read, no one was telling me certain things in my life were wrong. And when I read it in your word, it, I was convicted and I realized I need salvation. Help us, Father, to not be timid or cowardly in speaking up about what you say is right and wrong. We know, Lord, that we and our voice offered in firmness, strength, dignity, integrity, and compassion can be the very thing that causes a lost sinner to realize they're lost and to want to humble themselves and seek and find salvation. Help us, Father. 
We need a great move of your spirit. We pray, Father, use every one of us to be channels to bring about appropriate conviction and appropriate solutions of salvation in people's lives. Help us to, Lord, help us to, whether it's the fellow believers, unbelievers, whoever, use us, Lord. Make We're available. Help us, Lord, to be courageous and bold. Father, we pray today, we pray today for um, our friends in India who are, uh, Lord, this is second wave of the COVID has really hitting their country hard. We pray particularly, Lord, that many of them don't have access to some of the treatments we do here. I pray, Father, protect them, watch over them. I pray particularly for the churches in the, in the city and out in the rural areas. Lord, the churches, many of which I visit, I pray for our friends, Johanan and Shirley and their family. I pray, Father, for the, the people of God, and we pray for the people of India. Same we pray for here, Lord. Protect your people. Protect them from this illness. Give them strength. Watch over them. And, Father, we pray for the nation of people. Lord, so many lost people in that country. We pray that they would turn to you, not their idols, not their false gods. They would turn to the true God. I know so many of them realize that Jesus is the God who heals. Lord, when I go, there's so many people, they, they come to me for healing because they believe Jesus. They, they believe in many gods, but they think of Jesus, you're the one who heals. I pray they would see you as the one who saves, the one who's the Lord, the one who's above all. And they would come to you with all their heart and receive you not only just as a healer, but as the Lord and Savior. We pray for this for India. Lord, we ask this, all these requests, we pray to you today. We love you. Bless you. Thank you for the wisdom of your word. Might we apply it faithfully, consistently. In Jesus' name, we bless you now. Amen, 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 and amen. Thanks for joining me today. What a great day. This is April 15th. Hey, good and bad news. Your taxes aren't due today, but if you owe taxes, I hear your estimated taxes are due today. So don't fail to pay those if you have to do that. All right? But otherwise, we get a month reprieve. All right. Hey, God bless you. Thanks for joining me today. Let's be people of compassion. Let's be healing agents. Let's be people. Take that log out of your eye. And then let's take specks out of other bro our brothers and sisters' eyes. And let's help people be more and more what God wants them to be, overcoming the sin that destroys, walking in the ways of God through faith, salvation in our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. You have a great day. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. Make sure and tell your friends. Pass the word. Uh, if this has helped you, uh, copy the link and send it to someone else. And we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.